Welcome to He That Hath Ears, Listen Podcast. My name is Dave Krupa, a Christian and student of the Bible. Each episode, I will share lessons I learned from God's Word to help on the Christian journey in everyday life. Thanks for spending some time exploring the Bible with me today. Now, let's listen. It's funny how sometimes an idea for a lesson comes to you. A while back, one of the people at work told me a joke, and although it was cute, it really had a very powerful message to it. And so I took it not so much as a joke, but rather a parable. There was a man who lived in a small town which was located in a valley along a river. One week in the summer, it started to rain and continued to do so for a week solid. About the second day into the week, the river overflowed its banks and began to flood the town. Quickly, the town was being evacuated, but this one man refused to leave his home, which was on the side of the town closest to the river. The fire department knocked on his door and told him to head for higher ground, but the man said, I'll stay here. The Lord will protect me. A few days later, the town was completely flooded. The streets were now part of the river, and the man stayed on the second story of his house because the water had overtaken the first floor. The National Guard went around from house to house rescuing people. When they came to the man, he told them he would not leave. The Lord would save him. A day or two later, the waters had overtaken the house, and the man was forced onto the roof of his house. Rescue teams were sent out in helicopters to save people on the rooftops. When they came to this certain man, he refused to go, rather in all confidence, saying, The Lord will save me. Finally, the man couldn't hold on anymore, and he drowned. When he stood in front of God in the judgment day, he asked God, I don't understand, Lord. Why didn't you come to my aid and save me? God replied, Well, first I sent the firemen to warn you. Then I sent the National Guard to save you. And finally, I sent in a helicopter, but you refused to help. I've come up with four different points that I learned from this story. The first point is, we should not tempt God. Ye shall not tempt the Lord your God as ye tempted him in Massa. Deuteronomy 6.16 Jesus said unto him, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Matthew 4 and 7. We are told in Proverbs 27 and 1, Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. And if you would, turn your Bibles to James chapter 4, verses 13 through 15. Go to now ye that say, Today or tomorrow we will go into such a city, and continue there a year, and buy and sell, and get gain. Whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor, that appeareth for a little time, and then vanish away. For that ye ought to say, If the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. The man in our story made a grave error. He tried to predict the future, saying the Lord will save me, rather than saying, If it's the Lord's will, I shall be saved. 
he actually tried to prove God's existence by refusing the help that was being provided. Point number two is that sometimes help comes in inconspicuous ways. Sometimes God sends us help, but we fail to recognize it when it arrives. If we turn to Matthew chapter 3, verses 1 through 4. In those days came John the Baptist, preaching in the wilderness of Judea, and saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his path straight. And the same John had his raiment of camel's hair, and a leathern girdle about his loins, and his meat was locusts and wild honey. John was there to help the world. He was preaching repentance, but it wasn't exactly what the people were looking for at the time. This was a man who lived in the wilderness, a peasant, but just as the firemen in our story, he was there to warn the people. Jesus also was here to help the world, but because he was a common man and not what the people were envisioning, they refused his help. In fact, when he went back to his hometown, we find in Matthew chapter 13, verses 55 through 56, Is not this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother Mary, and his brethren James and Joseph, and Simon and Judas? And his sisters are not they all with us? Whence then has this man all these things? Even the apostles were not really an impressive bunch if you stop and think about it. They were just ordinary men, fishermen, tent makers, tax collector, but they were chosen to do extraordinary things. And then we have Paul, Paul, who persecuted the church. We'll look at Acts chapter 7, verses 57 through 60. Then they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and ran upon him with one accord and cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at a young man's feet, who was named Saul, later known as Paul. And they stoned Stephen, calling upon God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And he kneeled down and cried with a loud voice, Lord, Lay not this sin to their charge, and when he had said this, he fell asleep. If we continue in Acts chapter 8 verse 1, And Saul was consenting unto his death. And at that time there was a great persecution against the church which was at Jerusalem. And they were all scattered abroad throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. And continuing in the book of Acts, Chapter 9, verse 1. And Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest. And if we continue in chapter 9, verses 20 through 21. And straightway he preached Christ in the synagogues, that he is the Son of God. But all that heard him were amazed and said, Is this not he that destroyed them which called on this name in Jerusalem? and came hither for that intent, that he might bring them bound unto the chief priest. Paul was probably one of the last people that the people of that time would have expected to help them, but he did. 
We see at the first part, at the stoning of Stephen, he was consenting to it. We also see that he pursued the church with great vigor. And yet, when he met Jesus along the road to Damascus, things suddenly changed. Just the same, this man waiting for God's help, probably in some miraculous fashion, didn't realize the true help that was right under his nose, the people that were trying to rescue him. The third point from our story, don't ignore the help that is given. When the people of Israel were delivered from Egypt, they started to murmur, saying, Because there were no graves in Egypt, hast thou taken us away to die in the wilderness. And when Pilate could find no fault in Jesus, he asked the people if they wanted him set free. They responded, Crucify him. This they did after all the miracles, after all the teachings, after all the great things that he had done, still they ignored the help the Lord was sending. Just like the man in our story, he's seen the water rising, he's seen the boats trying to rescue him, he's seen the helicopters hovering overhead, but he still ignored all they were trying to do. Of course, even today, people will attend worship services. They'll read the Bible and try to live good lives, but they still ignore God's help. That which can be found by repenting, being baptized, and becoming a member in Christ's church. Just like the man waiting on the rooftop, sure, he believed in God, but climbing into a boat or being hauled up by a line attached to a helicopter to safety just probably didn't seem flashy enough. Our final point that I learned from this story is faith only does not save. If you turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 6, verse 46, Jesus said, And why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? John chapter 14, verse 15, he said, If ye love me, Keep my commandments. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. And if you would, turn to Acts chapter 16, starting at verse 25. And at midnight Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were open, and everyone's bands were loosed. And the keeper of the prison, awaking out of his sleep, and seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had been fled. But Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas and brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved and thy house. And they spake unto him the word of the Lord and to all that were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes and was baptized, he and all his straightway. And when he had brought them into his house, he set meat before them and rejoiced, believing in God with all his house.
The jailer heard and believed, but this alone did not save his family. He acted and obeyed God's commandments. Matthew chapter 7 verses 21 through 27. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? And then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And every one that heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them not, shall be likened unto a foolish man, which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell. And great was the fall of it. We can see that Jesus is telling us there's a difference between those who hear and those who hear and act. Those who hear and act are likened to a wise man building a house on a rock. And those who hear and don't act, well, those are the ones that built on the sand. So faith is what secures our salvation, but faith without works is dead, as James said in chapter 2, verse 17. The works part calls for action. The man in our story was stuck on his roof. He had faith, but no action. He didn't take the steps necessary to save his life. I believe there are a lot of people in the world today that truly believe in God and truly believe that Jesus is the Son of God, but don't take action to ensure their salvation. And we are not unlike the rescuers in our story. We don't actually provide the way for salvation, but we should definitely make them aware of it. I think when the final trumpet sounds and the day of judgment arrives, these same people will say, but I didn't know. And perhaps the Lord will reply, I sent all you needed to know in the Bible, but you refused to obey. And instead of drowning in the water overflowed from some river, they'll have to deal with the lake of fire. So my question for you today is, are you in need of God's help? Why not accept His only begotten Son today? Obey His word, be baptized, and realize the true blessing that God will give help whenever it is needed. Thanks for listening. W. Clement Stone wrote, That which you share multiplies, that which you withhold diminishes. If you found this podcast enjoyable, share the link with someone you care about.